In our culture, we don't write songs, we make songs. Um, it's very much a part of your being. I love the fact that the Finsey Trust is connecting us from Bristol to a small island in the Scottish Inner Hebrides. Isn't that fantastic? It's amazing really, isn't it, what we can do these days. I, I had to look up where Canna is actually, I'm sorry about that, but please enlighten our listeners. Well Canna is uh, one of the small isles just off the south end of the Isle of Skye, which most people will have heard of. Um, we're about eight miles off the coast of, of Skye, but we're 22 miles from the nearest port of Malig. So it takes about two and a half hours, two and three quarter hours to get here by ferry uh, from the mainland. So um, there's uh, canna, muck, egg and rum, which are probably slightly better known, I think, than, than canna. But canna is, uh, is, where, is where I live and is the best of the four, of course. Obviously, and has the best name, I think, out of the <laughs> list you've just given me. Tell us more about Canna House, where you work. Canna House was built in the mid-19th century uh, by Donald McNeil. And there have only been two other families who have owned the house since then. The, the, the last owners were Margaret and John Campbell, who came here in 1938. They bought the whole island to run as a farm based on traditional Highland crofting methods and incorporating the Gaelic culture and language. Uh, they were both folklorists um, of international uh, acclaim and Canna House became a house of art in all its forms over the course of their long lives here. John Lauren Campbell died in 1996 and his wife Margaret uh, Fayshaw Campbell, she died in 2004. Uh, they collected uh, an, an amazing, uh, amassed collection of Celtic folklore and other folklores from across the world, both in terms of physical recordings and also in a paper archive of manuscripts, research, uh, the like of which you'll not find anywhere else in the world. So Canna House is where I work for the National Trust for Scotland and in normal times it would be open to visitors and to researchers to, to come and work and enjoy the lives of these incredible people. Let's talk about the inspirational figure, particularly of Margaret Fayshaw. You've described her and her work and her legacy and pursuing that legacy as a kind of holy grail. For me, definitely, uh, coming to work in Canna House in 2015 um, was for me achieving my personal holy grail for through the whole of my my long performing and researching career um, over the last uh, well longer than I would like to say <laughs> um, the works of John Lauren Campbell and particularly Margaret Fayshaw have been my, the pinnacle of my of my creative practice uh, career in terms of being a, a Gaelic performing artist. Um, as well as a writer, songwriter and a general all-round performing artist. And there's a parallel here, isn't there? Because Margaret Fay Shaw was 
uh, an aspiring concert pianist as well as being a folklorist and archivist and here you are combining similar passions yes do you think there's a, a deliberate echo of her spirit in in what you do Absolutely. I mean, considering that she was an American, she came from, you know, she was born in Pittsburgh and she, why did she end up on this tiny little island just on the edge of the Atlantic, uh, immersed in the Gallic uh, musical culture, musical and linguistic culture? Um, Just a bit of a, a bit of a, a little bird blown off course, if you like. That was how she described herself. And I've ended up immersed in this folklore and musical uh, genre that is, is, is so unique. And so I do feel, I really feel as if Margaret is my guiding light in a sense. And I still feel that she's here in Canna House, just behind me, you know, just, just peering over my shoulder, just making sure that I'm, I'm doing things the right way. I hope in a reassuring way and not in a spooky way. <laughs> oh, absolutely not! No, no, she's just there. I think she would be. I think she'd be happy with the way that 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 things have been, you know, working over the last six six years since I came here, and uh, the the way that I've been helping to uh, acquaint audiences with her work and uh, and and her personality and and all the facets of that personality, um, so so unique and diverse and just with culture with a capital C at the heart of it all. Let's step in now into that world of folk song that she was so entranced by. This is a song sung by Peggy McRae. Could you tell us a little bit more about her perhaps? Peggy McRae was one of the the ladies who Margaret went to live with in 1929 in a tiny little croft house in South Uist in uh, an attempt to learn the Gaelic language and to collect the, the songs and the stories that she was hearing around her at that time. Um, Peggy and her sister Mary were her landladies for, for nearly six years. And this song, uh, O or O My Country, is the South Uist anthem. Um, it's an emigrant song and it was the first song which Margaret heard Peggy singing when she first came to South Uist. And to me it encaptures that whole that it, it just tells you about the culture that she was she was working in and the people who were surrounding her. What I'd love to do is play a little bit of Peggy singing and then your interpretation or reimagination of the same song. And perhaps we can talk after that about the particular challenges of both transcribing songs and re-performing them. Cheer a foot, cheer and yearn a 
it's an absolute joy to be uh, to be in the house where these original recordings uh, still live for a start and that I think there's nothing there's nothing more rewarding and more exciting than learning a song from the source and when you know that that source is the real source the genuine source these songs are coming from the heart. They're, they're the songs which surrounded them in their everyday lives. It was their entertainment, it was their family, people, it was their way of life. Song uh, just was totally encompassing to these people um, in the Hebrides uh, in the first half of the, of the 20th century when Margaret was living there. So the, the source is, is the thing, the source is the driving point and for me as a singer and a performer um, I hope that I can represent these songs in a way um, which increases our audiences. Um, maybe somebody comes and hears a song and they think oh that's lovely I don't know what it's about but I'd like to find out more about it and what's the original. And is that part of the excitement for you that uh, as a performer you're re-enlivening the past you'll bring it into the present and I suppose you're allowing it to speak to the future so you're making living history yes absolutely for me to be able to create something new from the old it's all it's all about sustainability and and in increasing awareness and 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 being able to to in a sense almost create or help to create a, a new archive. The Finzi Scholarship actually took you away from the Hebrides into Nova Scotia. Yes. Why was that? Well, Margaret Fayshaw and her husband John Lon Campbell had a very close relationship with Nova Scotia. John first went to Nova Scotia in 1932 to undertake um, what has remained to be the, the only um, linguistic survey of the Gaelic language um, in the provinces um, and they maintained and expanded that relationship over the course of their whole years, their whole lives. Um, so I wanted to go back to Nova Scotia and to represent a paper of Margaret's um, at a conference in St. Effects University itself. I just wanted to ask you about that actually. It must have been a really moving experience for people who do have a Celtic connection to have the sounds of their ancestry brought to them in such a direct manner. Absolutely, absolutely. It was an incredible experience and the paper that I took to the conference, uh, people had, ne had never heard that, they'd never seen that paper uh, or heard it and I was able to illustrate it with Margaret's transcriptions and her voice and her words from her diaries and her letters. Um, so that, that itself, per uh, delivering that in the place where where they had gone to and where they had made friends who still to this day cherish the memory of Margaret Fayshaw and John Lorne Campbell so strongly was hugely emotional. And even more so was that during that trip, I was also able to deliver um, a lecture at Cape Breton University. And after I had delivered the lecture, this, uh, this man came up to me and he had tears streaming down his face. And he says, I just have to come to tell you I, I did not know you were coming here today to do this lecture. I just it happened in on chance and thought that looks interesting. 
the photograph of the Micmac who was singing that I had put up on the screen was his great grandfather. No way. And he had never, never heard his voice before. He'd never heard him speaking, let alone singing. How beautiful. So to be able to take that back to, to people uh, when and in, just help them increase their own knowledge of their own family, it's just a huge gift and it's a huge privilege to me to be able to do that kind of thing. So what does that mean for you now, uh, having done that trip and back in Canada and your work now, what would you like your own legacy to be? My own legacy, well, in terms of the Nova Scotian connection, would be to m keep maintaining that, that partnership and to keep returning, but also to invite people from Nova Scotia, particularly from St. FX there. They have a very vibrant Celtic community, obviously, within the university as well as in the, the province itself, to invite them to come to Canna House. So I want people from from uh, from the who touched Margaret and John's lives to come back and for them to have their lives touched by John and Margaret in situ in the place in the in this house which contains these memories and songs. They had such a spirit of enterprise, didn't they, throughout their life, from their farming practice through to all the work that you've been describing and reaching out to so many different communities and it's wonderful to see how you've kept that spirit of enterprise going in your own work. And I just wish you so much luck with that. Thank you so much, Fiona. We should play out, I feel, with a song. Which which song should we choose? Well, I've picked this one. It's called Anguilla Down, which means the brown-haired lad. And it's a canna song. Um, we don't know who the, um, the, the maker was. In Gaelic tradition, we don't write songs. We make songs. Um, so I don't know who the maker was of the song. Um, but it's a, a girl who's singing of her lost love who has been lost out in the sound of Canna. And this was Margaret's favourite song. Smash <laughs> a 